Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up and welcome to the art of being well. I am a leading functional medicine doctor. I get to consult people around the world via webcam and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, The Inflammation Spectrum, Ketotarian, and my brand new book, Gut Feelings. If you want to learn more about my clinical work, the telehealth center, we actually have brand new telehealth patient options now open and lots of free resources there for you as well. You can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. And listeners of The Art of Being Well, we're giving away free signed books. No matter when you listen to this episode, every single month, all you have to do for a chance to win is head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review The Art of Being Well there. Tell us what you love about the show. You can leave your Instagram handle in the Apple Podcast review itself, or you can take a screenshot of the Apple Podcast review and message me on Instagram at Dr. Will Cole. And every single month, my team and I will be going through the messages on Instagram, as well as the Apple Podcast reviews themselves and randomly picking winners every single month. And then I'll reach out to you. I'll ask which book you want me to sign, and then we'll send it out to you. Good luck. All right, let's get to today's guest. Her name is Tegan Gerard. You may know her as Half-Baked Harvest. As one of seven children, Tegan grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, before moving to the mountains of Colorado in her early teens. From a young age, she dreamed of moving to LA and becoming a fashion stylist. But when Tegan was 15, her only sister was born. Ever determined to reign in the chaos of her big family and have dinner on the table before midnight, Tegan began doing the cooking. She eventually discovered a newfound freedom and creativity she hadn't known existed. She began chronicling her fresh takes on old favorites and coupling them with her styling skills. Only this time on tables and cutting boards on her blog, Half-Baked Harvest. Since then, millions and millions of people have fallen in love with her unique recipes, stunning photography, and charming life in her barn, 
which he has made into her home, high up in the snow-capped mountains. Let's get right to it. This is Tegan Gerard's Art of Being Well. Tegan, thanks for coming on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. It's great to meet you in person. Yeah, you as well. I've been admiring your work from afar. And it's, it's full circle now. Well, that's, it's always fun to meet like your internet people in real life. You know, it's such a funny world, the way mm-hmm. you connect with people these days, because you really do connect through social. Yeah, it's true. So I have so many questions for you. Let's jump right in. First of all, I know originally you're from Cleveland, which I, I'm from Pittsburgh. I know these cities don't like each other from a sports standpoint, <laughs> but I love Cleveland. Do you really? I love Cleveland. Yes, I... It's that's a rare thing <laughs> that you hear people say. So go Do you Cleveland. Love Cleveland? <laughs> I love Cleveland. You know what? No, I love Cleveland. It's just my roots. It's yeah. it's I always say I'm I've live in Colorado now, but like I always say, no, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. You know, like yeah. all of our extended family is still there. We still go back in the summer to visit everyone. Like, you know, it's just Cleveland's just like it will always be home home. Yeah. And I love the East Coast. Yeah, and we Pittsburgh's only about two hours away from there. It's like right. it's like a not that far of a drive. And have you ever been to Town Hall in Cleveland? I'm sure that I have. Next yeah. time you go there, you need to check this out. It's Bobby George owns this restaurant called Town Hall. Amazing food. Talking to a foodie here. Okay. It is freaking amazing and it's healthy foods too. Oh, see, now that's not something you see often in Cleveland. Very rare. Very rare. He has other restaurant concepts too. One called Rebel, I believe. Anyways, I could talk about Cleveland and their food scene. Well, we have a little bit of a better food scene than I would say (laughs) Pittsburgh. Yeah, I would say so. But you know, that's a little biased. Stop saying much. Pittsburgh, do better. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, it's okay. So, what made you move to? You guys have like, oh no, that's Cincinnati, Cincinnati chili. <laughs> <laughs> we have Permanis. That's what we're known for. Okay, I don't. Do you know have a, like as a foodie? Do you have any hot uh, take on Permani Brothers and like? I don't the, even know what that is. It's they have <laughs> fries. Andrea, what do they have? They have fries on a sandwich. My clinic manager's here. Yeah, it's fries in a sandwich. What's, well, your, what's your take on that? Um, my take on that is I've done that before. Okay. So, but that was like back in the day when I was doing way outrageous things. And I'm like, I look back at those recipes and I'm like, is that needed? I don't know if that's really needed. You know? <laughs> that's true. Like fries are fine on their own. Why do you put Fries on are fine on their own. And hey, if you love, I actually understand like the potato chip situation on maybe like a turkey sandwich. Like you get a little bit like of a crunch or something like mm-hmm. that. But yeah, fries are delicious on their own. Exactly. Do you like... Sweet potato fries? Love sweet potato fries. Actually, I think I prefer sweet potato fries. Me too. Versus a regular fry. Me too. What do you like to dip your sweet potato Mm. fries in? Do you have a preference? See, I could just eat them plain for sure, but I'm actually a ketchup girl. Really? With sweet potato fries? I don't, I like ketchup. Heinz ketchup. It's Pittsburgh. It's in my blood. Yeah. Literally, I bleed ketchup. But no, I prefer like a chipotle aioli dressing. See, I've never, so I, I grew up oddly, like I grew up not with a lot of like aiolis and mm-hmm. process. My, my mom bought that way. She bought food that way, but like I didn't eat it. And she is not a mayo person. She, I kind of love mayo now. So like she is a mayo person and she just like used to say that she wasn't because she's just like a really picky eater. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't grow up with like condiments like that. And I am like a condiment girl now. Like I think condiments make everything better. And, but I didn't grow up with Ali. So I didn't, I don't ever mm-hmm. dip a fry that way. Uh, got it. Uh, f- mayo. Do you make your own mayo? I know some people do. 
What's I, your favorite mayo? I use the Primal Kitchen. I um, love Primal Kitchen. Yeah, I use the Primal Kitchen avocado oil mayo. Mm-hmm. And no, I don't mess with things like that. Like an immersion blender with the egg yolks. I no. don't mess with that. You know what? Sometimes you got to take a little convenience from the store-bought products because mm-hmm. that's what they're there for. And Amen. there's what's great about this day and age is there's actually quality products on the shelves. So that's nice. Absolutely. I love the Chipotle mayo from Primal Kitchen. Primal Kitchen. I keep it plain and always like flavor myself because like if we're going to do like a Chipotle mayo, like it's going to be like a lot of Chipotle in there. <laughs> That's just like a enough. lot of spice. <laughs> yeah. So what was the move for Colorado for you? What? How did you get to Colorado? So we moved when I was in eighth grade and really like my family just kind of needed to change. My parents both were born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. All of our extended family is still there, like I said. Mm-hmm. So we have deep, deep roots there. But, you know, like my mom is just a very adventurous person, has always loved the mountains. And both of my parents love to be outside. And everybody in Ohio knows that our winters are brutal. Same thing mm-hmm. with Pittsburgh. And I mean, I know that I'm from Colorado. So everybody's like, oh, but your winters are brutal. But no, nothing is like an Ohio winter. And you get the ice and the cold. Yeah, it's lakefront because Lake Erie's there. Yeah, it's brutal. Oh, we were on the lake too, yeah. so it's it's intense, and it's dreary and it's a little dark, you know. So <laughs> so she just kind of needed my mom. Really, just kind of needed to change. All of my brothers snowboard, so it was just a very natural fit. And so we did. Yeah, we we rented for the first few years, honestly. So we were kind of really back and forth then, mm-hmm. and then. In about probably, I would don't know, in, probably in like 11th grade, maybe they actually bought a house mm-hmm. and just kind of been there ever since we travel a lot. So we're, mm-hmm. you know, back and forth from different places. But yeah, yeah Colorado's home. I appreciated you wanted, I'm out in LA for work. I'm normally based in Pittsburgh, that you wanted to come out and see me in person. It means a lot. I think that you, I just, the, like not doing things in person. I I know that with COVID and everybody's like, oh, this is great. I'm saving time. But I'm like, you lose a personal connection. Mm-hmm. And I especially think with podcasts, it's so hard. You can't see people's like, you can't see when mm-hmm. they're going to talk. You interrupt each other. You can't get a real vibe for someone. Yeah. And I just think it's just like, you know what? I have work out here too. So I'm like, why not? You know, like it. it's such a better experience than doing something over the phone or Zoom is awful. (laughs) See, I'm in telehealth. You're talking to someone who's been in telehealth for 13 years. So if you ever seen WALL-E, the Pixar film, that's my life. (laughs) I'm staring at a screen all day long. But has its potential. Yeah, I don't love staring at a screen. Yeah. No, I don't. It's the the drawbacks of telehealth is staring at a screen, Mm -hmm. but I can help people around the world. So, well, that's you the trade-off. Have a lot more degrees and things than I could ever imagine having. So yeah. So I mean, hey, look, I love what I get to do. So let's talk about this blog. You started the blog in 2012. You did your research. I did do my research. Thank you, Tegan. Uh, that's early. To, oh my gosh. So I was I was just I had just turned 19. Okay. So I was young. You're very young, and it was not really like the food scene isn't online on social isn't what it is today. So what was your inspiration to even go there? Well, honestly, though, food blogs were kind of a thing then. And blogging was becoming much of a thing then. Like this is before Instagram hit it big. Like I didn't even have Instagram when I started. Mm -hmm. And it was my brothers that were like, oh, you should. I think it was my brothers. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how I originally got on 
Instagram. But, you know, so blogging was actually the thing to be doing. It wasn't, it wasn't, well, and Twitter, Twitter was big. So this is when Twitter was big. And then your, your blog was really big. And there was a lot of fashion blogs. And there was like, there was actually a decent amount of food blogs. And what I actually started reading first was more like health and wellness blogs, because that's what was there. There was like running blogs, random stuff. I don't know. And I don't know what got me into it either. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, that's just kind of like what I did in my free time. Just because if I wasn't shopping, <laughs> online shopping, I love, I grew up always saying I want to be a stylist. I love clothes. I love fashion. I love all that space. I actually moved to LA when I was 18 to go to school out here. And I had a little bit of a freak out. Like, no, I'm too young for LA. Just couldn't handle it situation. And that's when I came home and I started the site because I had been cooking for my family all throughout middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that really like I didn't think anything of it. I just mm-hmm. was doing it from a big family just to help get dinner on the table. Mm-hmm. And it was like a nice way for me to be creative and use my time. I'm not yeah. someone that's ever watched a ton of TV. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's kind of like what I did. I just, I don't know. I just started. I was kind of at a point in my life. I had graduated early from high school with an associate's degree. I have always really not liked school. And so I was kind of like, well, what do I do now? You know? Mm-hmm. And it was really my mom that encouraged me to start the site and we we started it together and we're still doing it together and I never look back. Awesome. So, yeah. Is it tough working with your mom in that capacity? Absolutely. <laughs> How do you guys manage that? Like mom hat, coworker hat? It's really hard. We, we do a good job at it and we've gotten so much better. Even in the last year, we've seen big strides because like we are complete opposites and we have completely different skill sets. Mm. But there's also nobody that I would trust more to be handling so much of my business, our business. Yeah. And so it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And it, it works really, really well. But yes, I mean, like, we're both constant. The work-life balance is a little bit tricky because it's like you're, when your work is so a part of your life, it's really hard to like turn it off and not talk about, oh, there's that email or, oh, you know, what are we doing with that deal? And like this, you know, so it's a little bit tricky, but we make it work. I don't know. And when you love what you do. When you love, yeah. well, yes, yes, for sure. It's, I get it. There's the the line between. But I drive her insane. Work and passion. <laughs> do you, why do you drive I drive her insane. insane? Because I am like, what's next? You know, I have like, I'm like, this isn't my love what I do. And I have so much energy to continue to do what I do and to keep growing the brand and growing like, you know, the products and things that we're working on. And, you know, everybody wants more cookbooks. And I'm like, well, I could I could stop with the cookbooks, to be honest with you. Really? But Why? People love the cookbooks. They're a lot of work. Yes, they are. They are a lot of work. And who's your publisher? Uh, Clarkson Potter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Books are a lot of work <laughs> and the ROI sometimes. What number book are you on? Fourth. I'm a, I well, this isn't really officially announced yet, but I'm working on the number four. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, and you're being taking, you're, you do all the photography as well. Yeah. I mean, I have food photographers that do that for me. You're doing the grunt that's work. That's why it's a, it's, a, it's quite a lot. It's a lot. I'm not only am I testing the, the recipes, writing the content, photographing the recipes. And I mean, I'm literally doing everything when mm. you have a, when you're creating a book, you usually have someone who is the content, right? There, there, there's the content. They're putting the words together. They're putting it in the book, but then you have someone shooting the photos. Mm-hmm. You someone styling those photos. You maybe have like a team managing things a little mm-hmm. bit. Like it's, yeah, I'm kind of really doing it all. Yeah. But you're working on book four right now. I'm working on book four. Can you give 
like any book four. Yeah. I mean, book four, I think, you know, what I've really realized over the years and what I also need myself is that people and how I want to eat personally, people, we really need our lives are busy. So we can't be sitting and making two hour dinners every single night. And 30 minutes is a, is a lot, a big chunk of time as it is. So this, this next book is really all about using whole foods. I don't ever use processed ingredients or, I mean, I do sometimes like desserts and stuff like that. I think whatever, but you know, really just kind of cooking with the basics is what, what I, and I'm big on making homemade spice blends and making homemade sauces and dressings to really flavor your recipes and kind of like things like that. So you have really great base staples in your pantry mm. that you can just pull from and essentially make a really quick dinner any night of the week, but it's still super flavorful because my big thing is like, there's a lot of five ingredient recipes out there, mm-hmm. but like we like spice and we <laughs> like flavor and like you can add all of those things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, as you know, spices and herbs and things, those are actually very, very, very good for you. Mm-hmm. And so I incorporate so many of those into my recipes. And what happens is they'll get really, really long because you have a lot of spices. And I'm like, but guys, you have these all in your pantry. Like they're there. They just got to pull them out and put them together. And you're teaching us how to use yeah, them. Exactly. The yeah. Do you have a title for the book yet? No, actually, like, I think it's like, I think it's like. Let's work it out right now. I think it's, no, I think it's cozy. And like, because I love anything cozy. Like the, my fall recipes are very, people like, Love my fall recipes. And this will be out in fall 2024. Okay, fall 24. Huga, you could do Huga, which is like the Danish concept of cozy. Like, Wait, what? I'll teach, I'll teach you offline about Huga. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's spelled H-Y-G-E-E. So <laughs> but it's, it's this ancient old art of cozy. And the oh. Danish called it Huga. Oh, I know what you're talking about, but yeah. I would have never pronounced it that it way. It looks like Heige yes. or Higi, Heige, it's Huga. It's what I would have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I know exactly what you're talking about. That's become like the big term in the last year, year and a half. I feel like, you know, trendy. But it's actually ancient. Yeah, it's actually really. I'm feeling Hugo vibes for your next book. It it is. It it is. But it's also just simplicity. Like just like keeping things simple, but still like flavorful and easy. Like just cooking the way the more and more I really connect with my community and also grow into a busy lifestyle and just, you know, grow as I never went to culinary school. So like Mm -hmm. everything that I know is from trial and error or like Google. So I'm also like in a way, like I also learned as I was building all of this, Mm -hmm. you know? So, and it's like, I feel like every single year I get even a little bit more knowledgeable about what my community really wants and things like that and what we really need. And it's just like, I'm just cooking the way that we all really need to cook and can cook easily and like attainably. I have fallen in love with this new protein powder. It's so freaking good. I have it after my workouts. I have it sometimes when I'm breaking my intermittent fast around lunchtime. Usually I find that protein powders can have this chalky aftertaste. You know what I'm talking about. But this protein powder, it's from a company called Clean Simple Eats. It is really different. It's so creamy. It's so smooth with absolutely zero chalkiness as far as the aftertaste. Each serving contains 20 grams of grass-fed whey protein. The whey is cold processed from start to finish, keeping all the nutrients intact. Their formula also contains digestive enzyme blend to help break down the protein into usable amino acids for our body. Also making it great for gut health, 
digestive health as well. They have over 22 delicious all natural flavors. I, my favorite one is the Simply Vanilla. Sometimes I'll add in some peanut butter. It's like a delicious, creamy vanilla peanut butter protein shake. It tastes like ice cream, even without the peanut butter. It just delicious vanilla by itself too. But they have tons of other unique flavor combinations. You can try 10 different kinds with their protein variety pack. It's only $18 with the code that I'm going to give you. One of the things I love about Clean Simple Eats is their high ingredient standards. Their protein powder is non-GMO, it's gluten-free, it's third-party tested, it's always grass-fed and made with zero artificial ingredients. Visit cleansimpleeats.com and use code WILLCOLE at checkout for 20% off your first order. That's 20% off your first order at cleansimpleeats.com. Use code WILLCOLE at checkout. The active ingredients found in pre-mixed vitamin drinks and kombuchas can oftentimes diminish sharply over time. But Karma's unique push caps, this is a company called Karma Water. You have to hear about this. Karma's unique push cap protects vitamins and nutrients until you're ready to drink it, ensuring you get the full nutritional benefits. Karma's new hydration kits combine everything I love about the brand's ready-to-drink line of functional waters with an enhanced level of convenience and customization. Each kit comes with a four-week supply of Karma push caps that can be fully customized. And Karma designed a new BPA-free reusable bottle specially designed for its patented push cap. Customers can choose from a combination of Karma's three existing functional lines to create their customized kit. They have the Karma Wellness Water, the Karma Probiotic Water, and also the Karma CBD water, all with delicious flavors as well. So what you do is you have the push cap. Just close your eyes and imagine this, not if you're driving. <laughs> what it is, the push cap has all the nutrients in it, either has the probiotic nutrients, the wellness water, which is like vitamins and minerals, really supportive of immune system and energy, and the Karma CBD water push caps, which has CBD and other nutrients as well to support calming, support healthy balance inflammation levels, support brain health and mood health as far as the, the CBD water. So basically you have three sets of these push caps and you screw on the push caps to the BPA free usable, reusable bottle that you get in your kit and you push down and the nutrients go right into the water bottle with your water, infusing your water with delicious functional benefits for your health. So it's not only making hydration fun, but you get functional benefits from drinking water, which is really innovative. Visit drinkkarma.com slash Will Cole. Use code Will Cole at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. That's D-R-I-N-K-K-A-R-M-A.com slash W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E. Use code Will Cole for 15% off your first order. How do you determine what recipes you're going to cook? Is it listening to your community? I mean, what's, do you look at trends? Like how much thought is behind it? It's like, I'm going to post about and make this recipe. <laughs> I have no thought process behind it. <laughs> it's literally, what do I want to make today? What's in season? What's really pretty? I kind of create recipes in a backwards way. So I visualize it first. I like to see something, give something that I love flower, a silhouette, anything that looks incredibly pretty. I'm a very visual person. Anything that looks really pretty to my eye and the colors are catching my eye or something about that 
is making me excited, I'll put the recipe together backwards. Like, okay, so say, you know, I have an edible, I have edible flowers right now, right? Like I have edible flowers that are really, really pretty. Maybe it's like a little, some pansies or whatever. And they have, or lavender and there's purples in them. And I want to create a recipe that's going to look really nice with these colors. Or I have Thai basil and I want to use Thai basil in a recipe. And the Thai basil is beautiful right now. Mm -hmm. So I'll kind of like work backwards and like incorporate that as my main situation, my main ingredient and bring in the flavors from there. Mm -hmm. And because I always at the end of the day, I want to make my food look delicious. Mm -hmm. We eat with our eyes first. And if your food isn't looking absolutely delicious, nobody's going to want to eat it. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I create recipes. It's not necessary. It's really about what I'm feeling that day, what the weather's like, what I'm very seasonal. I like to cook in like seasonal ways, you know, so we got tomatoes coming into season. We got all the summer produce, corn, corn's a little far off, but you know, it's coming peaches, all of those great things. So that's kind of where my mind is right now. Lighter summer recipe. It's just like, it's what we seasonally all want, you know? Mm -hmm. Got it. Do you- Intuitive. Intuitive. That's yes. right. I love it. You're intuitive and you know what your community wants too, I'm assuming. Is there a specific type of recipe or recipe that stands out that's the most, like your community loves the most? It gets the most social oh, engagement. I think that people would say my tacos are my crispy tacos. Like, okay. I hate to say that I started something because like, I think that people who say that are so wrong. And I don't think that I started anything because whatever, but like I made a, a few years, like probably four years ago or so, my dad's crispy tacos. So my dad would make tacos once or twice a week when we were kids, beef tacos, you know, the McCormick taco seasoning that I'm sure is full of who knows what. <laughs> But, you know, they shout were, out to McCormick. Yeah, they were really sorry. <laughs> they were really good tacos, though. OK, they, and yeah. to this day, we all still love my dad's tacos. And so but he would just do them very simple, simply with the hard shell tacos that you just like throw in the oven. You put the meat in and you put cheddar cheese on. And he that's what you do. But he would like really bake them. And I don't know if this was always intentional because. Okay. He wasn't like, you know, doing anything intentionally. Like he was just, he just, he baked those things, but they got really crispy and cheesy in the oven and they're so delicious. And so I love a crispy hard shell taco. And what I started doing was kind of like making them my own without the, or like he would buy like Ortega or something. I don't know. Hard shell tacos. Mm -hmm. And I would just take the corn tortillas mm -hmm. and I would rub them or I, I don't, I wouldn't, I do it now too. I rub them with olive oil mm -hmm. and then I just put the meat inside and I put them in the oven and I bake them and you got to bake them at like a high temperature, but like they get really crispy and they're so delicious and people are obsessed with them. They're really easy to make. And I did like a cilantro lime ranch that really isn't ranch. It's just like Greek yogurt with like a lots of cilantro and lime on them. And yeah, ever since then, I've been making hard chill tacos, like all different kinds of variations. The yeah. amount of tacos on the site are crazy. Wow. So tacos are where it's at for people. Ta people love tacos. People absolutely love a good rice bowl. They, a good rice bowl is a game changer. Crispy roasted salmon is always really popular. Um, do you take a health? It sounds like you do. You're intentional. You mentioned whole ingredients. You, you limit the process stuff. What's your criteria? Is it just that? What's your criteria from uh, making recipes from a health perspective? Yeah. 
It's pretty simple. So like I and I would never consider myself anybody that is in the house faith at all, because I mean, if you look at a lot of my recipes, yes, there's cheese, there's butter. And I definitely have a whole lot of desserts on the site, yeah. you know, you like you can get good cheese and good butter. You, I, I don't know how you feel about butter, but I think really yeah, good European style grass fed butter is actually very good for yes, you. I agree. With I you. use this brand called Strauss that Whole Foods sells. It's okay. all organic grass fed, grass fed, uh, Dairy. I need to check out Strauss. I love, and they don't, this is not sponsored. They do not pay me a thing, but oh, like, maybe I love it. And it's 80% the European butter fat or whatever. And it's all organic. Right. And that's normally beta A2 casein, which is the, even though the smallest amounts of small amounts of dairy, uh, dairy protein in butter, but the, those cows typically are the more agreeable, less inflammatory dairy protein. Yeah. So I, haven't gotten on the Kerrygold trend mainly because like I know how important it is to do organic uh, yeah. dairy and they're not, they, at least they don't list it. And it's like, I think, I don't know much about it. So don't yeah. quote me on things. Yeah. They may have an organic version and a non-organic version. Don't quote me on that either. Yeah. But. Well, I love the Strauss <laughs> and it's really delicious. And my mom, her big thing is like, my mom could survive on butter noodles, butter toast, butter this, butter that. Like she loves <laughs> butter. So I was like, you know, when I started realizing that butter can actually be something that is is, is good for you, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, we got to be buying quality butter. Mm-hmm. So I do use, I only use and bake with that. And then cheese wise, I, I don't know, like I don't do the dairy free anything, but you know, I get it from the cheese counter. I don't know. It's not organic. It's cheese. But... <laughs> We do love a little cheese. I will not deny it. So, mm-hmm. but yes, in general, like I just, that's the way that I grew up cooking because Got I wasn't it. able to go to the grocery store. Like I couldn't drive when I started cooking. So I was just using what my dad had in the pantry. Got it. And that was flavoring ingredients with a lot of different spices and stuff like that. And just like throwing things in and using what was there. And we did have a lot of processed stuff growing up, but I don't know, like over the years, I just realized you don't need it. And Mm -hmm. I really started cooking with the basics, olive oil, lemon, lime, cilantro, like basil, all of those things. Yeah. And it's so so much more flavorful and it's so easy and you can keep things really simple and you just don't need it to be processed. Right. I love that. And you're teaching so many people how to use these staples that are whole foods, which right. is really powerful. Well, I think it's really intimidating because we don't have a lot of time when mm-hmm. you know, we get home from work and we're tired. Like I get it. Like the last thing you want to do is create this meal that is going to take you two hours and you're going to be pulling your hair out. But what people can sometimes get, like they can view a recipe and they can be like, oh my God, there's so many ingredients. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, but so many of these ingredients you have in your pantry, they're spices, they're, they're dry herbs. Like you can do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I try to teach them that way. And like that you can really create, I'm big on spice blends. I'm big on creating homemade sauces and dry. Like I think dressings and sauces are so delicious and they can add so much to a recipe, but you go to the store and even the health food brands that carry your dressings, there's still some kind of preservative or something mm-hmm. weird in them. And it's like, you can make it so fast at home and you could do it on Sunday and like just get like invest in a Vitamix or a food processor and blizz it all up. And it's mm-hmm. like, there it is. It's in your fridge. You're done. How much time, like, what's your max time of what you want to spend in the kitchen? What do pe- What does your community want, I guess? Well, I mean, I spend 24 hours a day. In the <laughs> you live and work. You sleep in the kitchen, probably. Truly. But, I mean, they'll do, I think, an hour. And I think that, like, the 30-minute recipes are, like, ideal. But it's, like, those are also really, really tricky. I mean, it is. It's, if you want to eat good food, I mean, yeah, you can't always have 30-minute recipes because, and you want flavor. Like, they can't all just be... You know, we love a caprese salad, but they can't all just be, you know, tomato, basil, mozzarella. Yeah, people get bored with it. 
I do. So, yeah, I you think know, many people do. I think that you do have to like understand that, yes, it's going to change. My, I think that between 30 minutes and 45 minutes is really like that sweet spot. Okay. And what people will give it. Got it. All right. So let's talk about food photography. That's what I, my team is in love with you. My telehealth team loves you so much. And one of the things beyond the simplicity and teaching people how to use whole food ingredients is the pretty pictures. Like I am so, I am shameful. I don't know anything about this. Help me. What do I need to know? I don't know why you would. (laughs) (laughs) What do I need to know to take a good picture for social media? Well, so that's kind of also how I started creating recipes. Like I said, I mean, and that's also in a way why I use so many whole foods is because things like herbs are beautiful. And like a pop of fresh basil or an edible flower on your dish makes such a difference. It draws your eye in. It's like, okay, well, that looks a lot better than like, people think that cheesy, you know, greasy food looks really delicious and and it, and it does, but like, it's actually really hard to make it look really delicious that way. You've got to add something that gives it some color. Mm-hmm. So I'm always using fresh herbs. I am such a fresh herb person. I think that they can add so much to a recipe uh, and visually to a recipe. Like that's that's where you people still like color. Like we mm-hmm. love, you know, the you know, I know that we all love our bland, cheesy dishes and stuff like that. But like if you can put a nice fresh herb on them, even like a green onion sliced really thinly, just adding texture and color Mm. to dishes is really, really key. Are you taking all these pictures with your iPhone? So everything that you see on my Instagram stories is shot and filmed with my iPhone. And also like all of my Instagram reels and things like that and TikToks, those are all shot with my iPhone. The photos you see on the website are, are shot with a DSLR camera. Okay. Yeah. And are the iPhone... This is so elementary, but to help help a, a guy out, are you just shooting it just with the camera as is? Do you do specific settings? Look, I'm not a photographer, so <laughs> I mean I your photos do look specific... better than mine. When I took a pic, take a picture of my meal, it does not look like. Tegan's. Listen, I, like I said, I when I was growing up, I said I want to be a stylist. I want to go into fashion. I want to style clothes. I love this. I lived and breathed it. I would shop online all the time. I would love to put things together and make them look pretty. Whether it is a piece of what you're wearing or it's a table that you are setting for dinner, I love to make things look pretty. Explaining my process is not something I can easily do, but so that is how that is where I learned how to do the basics of photography and that's really what I know. I wouldn't I don't know the ins and outs of it. My brother does, not me. But what I know how to do is put food together and like visually to my eye, make it look good Mm -hmm. and make it look really pleasing. For your iPhone, I don't do anything specific. I use, I don't know what version iPhone this is. I think it's the 10. And I just put the camera there and I hit go. That's a beauty. That is a beautiful thing about technology these days. (laughs) I need to find the go button on here. They need, no, they (laughs) make it really, really easy though. Like, you know, they have put in systems within this device that, Take a really great photo. So you don't need, you definitely don't need fancy equipment. I love my DSLR camera and I love it for things like shooting the cookbook and things like shooting the blog where you're, you're trying to get a really great photo mm-hmm. and I can take it and I can put it in Lightroom. I can do some quick, I don't do heavy edits to any of my photos, but I can do some quick adjustments, bump up the color, maybe make it a little bit more vibrant, whatever. But yeah, when it's in terms of the iPhone, they make it, it makes it really easy for you and it takes a beautiful photo right out of the camera. The hair care products that you use can make or break your hair health. Overwashing, color treating, 
heat styling, and product usage can clog the scalp's pores or cause dryness, inflammation, leading to a poor environment for healthy hair growth. While Nutrafol's hair growth supplements target the root causes of thinning hair from within, Nutrafol's scalp care formulas help create a healthy environment for improved hair quality. I've been a fan of Nutrafol for a long time now, and I'm very excited that they have this synergistic outside-in, inside-out hair care and scalp health formulas. Nutrafol's shampoo, their scalp mask, their scalp essence are each gentle yet effective and work to exfoliate, purify, and balance the scalp for improved hair health. The sulfate and silicone-free shampoo and conditioner are shower essentials designed to cleanse the scalp without stripping and defend the strands for stronger, more voluminous hair. Nutrafol's physician-formulated scalp care products are clinically shown to balance the scalp and visibly improve hair health and strength in just two weeks with their 100% natural fragrance, zero parabens, and ingredients that are color and extension safe. Nutrafol supplements, which are legendary, are the foundation for healthy hair growth while the scalp care products create an environment for hair to thrive. With just a simple daily routine, these formulas set you up for your healthiest hair yet. Take the first step towards improved hair and scalp health right now. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our U.S. listeners $10 off your first scalp care order when you go to Nutrafol.com scalp and enter promo code WILLCOLE. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash scalp. Enter promo code WILLCOLE for $10 off your first scalp care order. This is available only to U.S. customers for a limited time right now. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash scalp. Promo code WILLCOLE for $10 off your first scalp care order. Have you heard about Zbiotics? I love getting to look at the latest innovative science-backed tools to elevate our wellness and elevate our quality of life. And there's different things for different people, but this is going to be a game changer for so many people. Zbiotics has what they call a pre-alcohol probiotic. Now hear me out. Listen about this. You all know how I feel about alcohol. It is not a health food, but look, I am not going to be a puritanical teetotaler when it comes to alcohol. I am a pragmatist when it comes to my telehealth patients. And I'm a pragmatist for you all on the podcast. For most of you, alcohol is at least to some degree part of your life. You're drinking on special occasions. You have a healthy relationship, small amounts of uh, having small amounts of alcohol. So you have to check out Zbiotics pre-alcohol probiotic if you drink occasionally your first drink of the night for a better tomorrow. It's engineered by a team of PhD microbiologists. Zbiotics is a probiotic drink that breaks down the byproduct of alcohol, which is responsible for rough mornings after drinking. This is how you use it. Step one, you can have a Zbiotics for best results. Make Zbiotics your first drink of the night. Step number two, drink responsibly. Of course, this is the big caveat here. Pace yourself, hydrate, and get a good night's sleep. This is not advocating you to drink irresponsibly. 
But step number three, when you do drink responsibly, you can enjoy tomorrow. Wake up feeling refreshed and ready to take on the day because of Zbiotics pre-alcohol probiotic that breaks down the byproducts of alcohol, making you feel better the next morning. Go to zbiotics.com slash Will Cole to get 15% off your first order when you use code Will Cole at checkout. You can also sign up for a subscription using my code so you can stay prepared no matter the time or occasion. Zbiotics is backed with 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to head to zbiotics.com. That's the letter Z, biotics.com. Zbiotics.com slash Will Cole. Use code Will Cole at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode. My clinic manager, Andrea, who's here, told me something that you do with the bottles. Oh, yeah. To get, um, she, she follows hard. So I <laughs> so when I'm shooting at home and I'm shooting like my I'm I'm shooting the recipe for the video purposes, I love to shoot in a lot of direct sunlight if I have it right now it's interesting like I only use daylight so like I don't use any artificial lights or any of that I don't even know where I would begin to know how to do that (laughs) so I'm really telling you like I'm not a professional Mm -hmm. which just goes to show you that anybody can do it so what I do is in the winter I have really beautiful direct light I don't Mm -hmm. have it right now my sun has shifted it's in a different angle and it's just, it's not the same. But in the winter, I have really beautiful light on one of my counters in my kitchen. So what I loved, but it's direct and it's very intense. And everybody knows, most people know that shooting indirect sunlight is really tricky. Mm-hmm. Your food, not anything you're shooting is really blown out. It's just hard to manage. Mm-hmm. And so what I do is I'll take glass, empty glass bowls and jars and things. It has to be like a certain type of glass, like a real glass. Mm-hmm. not like a plastic glass because then it looks a little cloudy and funny. And it just creates really beautiful lines and shadows on the, on the surface that you're shooting on. And it makes the food look really visually awesome. amazing. Pro tip. Learned here first. Stack bowls on your windows. <laughs> What's the most disastrous thing that happened in the kitchen to you? I mean, to be honest, I don't have the worst horror. Oh, okay. I guess I, I don't have like horror horror stories. Yeah. There was one time when I was trying to make caramel, which is l- you melt sugar on the stove. And I almost burned my eyebrows off. And to this day, I just won't. <laughs> I don't mess with caramel. And I'm like, you know what? We don't need the melted sugar anyway. So we're good. Uh, I mean, I will not. I just. So what happened there? I mean, you just got really close to I the I just fire. got too close. I'm not the most careful in the kitchen, which is why I have scars all over my hands. I need to use more oven mitts and mm-hmm. be a little more careful. I like that. I mean, you're scrappy. You don't want to, you're not doing things by the book. I think I'm that's why people love you. Very scrappy. <laughs> I think that's very appealing to the average person because it seems attainable. I'm so scrappy. Yeah, I'm really scrappy and I'm not big on like kitchen gadgets and things like that. Just like, just keep it really basic. And then way back when I was, I was still probably in, in middle school. Like I said, I would cook or I was probably in high school. I would cook for my family every night and mm-hmm. I'm from a big family and my brothers always ha- would have friends. And when we moved to Colorado, we would always have people visiting. So there's always a lot of people in my parents' house and we were, we had people in town visiting and I was making like lasagnas. I had two big lasagnas and I was pulling the biggest one out. It was like a bigger than a nine by 13 inch Pyrex. So it was like an extra big Pyrex. 
And I was pulling the Pyrex out of the oven and we had these like wall ovens in the house my parents were renting at the time. And my dad walked around the corner and I was pulling the lasagna out and the whole, it just was not a good situation. The whole thing went on the floor and everything shattered and we ordered pizza. (laughs) Did you get burnt? Did anyone get burnt from that? No, we didn't. No No. one got burnt. That's good. No more burns from the lasagna. No. What's the secret to a great lasagna? I mean, I'm not the biggest lasagna fan. It's like too much... Going on there, yeah. Well, I actually love a white lasagna, which is vegetable focused. I mean, I think a great, you know, red sauce meat lasagna is really great. I Mm -hmm. like to do, I actually like to do spicy Italian sausage instead of plain ground beef or I'll mix them to like really bring in flavor without having to add a ton of ingredients. But I actually really love a white lasagna and I do like in the fall, I'll do like a butternut squash where you kind of create the sauce out of butternut squash. Yeah. And lots of garlic and things like that. There's no secret to a great lasagna, though. Actually, I just made, I have a sheet pan lasagna in this next book that is really easy. And I think it's the way you make lasagna because the edges all get crispy and it's easy and it's delicious. How much recipe development do you have to do? That's a lot of testing. So that's like what people don't realize is that like, I'm not just like putting on a pretty outfit every day. There's a lot that goes behind every single recipe. Like, there's so many hours of work that you like beforehand to perfect it. days that to perfect that. And it's like sometimes those recipes take even weeks to, for me to work out. Some of my favorite recipes, I will literally be like, I'm done with this. I hate this. I can't move. I can't work with this anymore. I'll put it away for two weeks and then I'll be like, oh, but if I did it with this, this would work. Or I have a certain ingredient that like this is what's going to make it pretty. And then I love it. That's amazing. I know recipes aren't usually controversial is there anything but social media everyone's offended by everything is there any recipe that you are like okay this is benign i'm putting out food <laughs> but people got pissed off in the comments yeah there's a it's it's actually food is a little bit controversial because of taking recipes that are of other cultures and making them at home and not making them in a traditional way and giving the credits that needed like you know like well, this is originally how it is and stuff like that. So I've actually had a lot of hate and seen a lot of uh, pushback on those types of recipes, which is a bummer because I love to create those recipes. Uh, But what I do is I do, I take them and I bring them home and I say, okay, but I don't have this ingredient. What's something that's similar that's in my pantry that I can use? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, there's a lot of ethnic ingredients, unfortunately, that are delicious and and amazing, but difficult to get and Mm -hmm. find and source. And it's like, well, if I want to make something that night for dinner, I'm not going to wait for my Amazon order. And we don't, we're not in LA where we get the Amazon orders that get delivered you know, within hours Hours later. Yeah. uh, It takes, we don't even get two day shipping. So, Mm. you know, I'm using what I have on hand and no, they're not traditional. So I've gotten a lot, a lot of flack for a lot of those recipes. Mm. And it's a bummer too, because like I've, I've started to steer clear of them. Uh, And it's just like, you know, it's, it's, it's a bummer. Things are getting a little bit better now, but the, and I'm also like, I don't, I don't care. So I just let people come at me and yeah, they do. I mean, but you know what? Like it's not my core audience and it's the haters in the world that are so much louder than everybody else. And the percentage of those people out there versus the community that loves is so minimal. That's a good perspective. Yeah. Well, you know. It did, did it take you a while to get that? Did it hurt your yeah. feelings at first? Yeah. When, when we How were in the heart that? of the pandemic and stuff like that, like of COVID and everything. And people were just, people are so angry in this day and age, but people were so angry then and just throwing daggers at everybody for like, you're just like, but why, why? Yeah. 
it was hard. But honestly, I'm a big, I have to say I'm a big podcast girl. So listen to a lot of Skinny Confidential and Lauren. And I'm just like, yep, fuck that. I don't care. She helped me out a lot too. Lauren, Lauren's our guru for that type of stuff. (laughs) I love, I think that she, I, you know, like I, not to sit here and toot her own torn or whatever, but like she gets a bad rap because she's a blonde, you know, beauty, but she is super, super smart and knows business. And her and Michael have done some, I mean, like I was on their podcast and like, I'm like, I could, you know, interview you guys. I have enough questions. So, you know. (laughs) So, I mean, that's kind of sad that you feel like you just don't want to, you want to, just not even worry about the noise and you're avoiding those recipes that you I'm enjoy. Not, I'm not avoiding them as much anymore. I was when, you know, things were just really, really heightened. And I've really started to just not give a, two set, two thoughts to it anymore. Yeah. So like, I'm very not, I'm very, very, very in tune with my community, but I don't pay attention to the hate and I don't pay attention to the negativity because I do I get I get negative comments on my looks on my food on like everything and it's just you there's no need for it and I'm I think at the end of the day and it's hard don't get me wrong like there are times when like it's like dang that's a bummer I was so excited about that you know or something you did or whatever but it's Mm -hmm. just like what are you going to do? And at the end of the day if you give it energy and you give it your time you're letting them win so So, I have too much to do in my day to let that affect me. And I don't. Do you have healthy boundaries with social media? What do they look like? I guess. Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I don't go on social media and scroll. Like the only time that I'm on social media is if I'm, if I'm working and I go and I post and there's a select people that I follow and that I watch their stories, Lauren being one of them. Like, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I, and I only follow people. I'm a big fan of the unfollow button. And mm-hmm. I'm like, if this content, I'm like, why am I looking at this? It's see you later. Mm-hmm. And I. And you follow me. And I that means a lot to me now knowing that. Like I said, you kind of got me. My brothers are my brothers are big meat eaters. <laughs> and I've just never been some. I've always eaten meat, but I've just yeah. never been like, I just am like. Yeah. Whatever's there, you know, like. So you kind of got me on this whole like, but but it's buying a very specific beef and yeah. like all of this stuff. So I'm very, I'm very interested in it all. Okay. And they love you for that because now. Yeah. I changed your family. My, my brother's like, this is, <laughs> this is so great. Tegan's making so many beef recipes now. I'm like, yeah, he's, he's a big, my, one of my older brothers is a big, big on like the. He's getting more into the health and wellness aspect of it. At first, it was just about like the bodybuilding, but now he's actually getting smart about it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all cold plunge. And I'm like, dude, I don't know. I don't know. You have to listen to the right things to figure all that out. But yeah. Got it. So awesome. Do you, What do you, that was a question that I had for you is what do you love about social media and what do you not love about it and growing this beautiful community that you yeah, have? Yeah. I, 95% of the time think social media is amazing. I hate the way social media is right now because of algorithms and things like that. And Instagram is making it. I've never been one to complain about like, you know, my Instagram numbers and stuff like that. But Instagram does, they make it really hard for your content to get viewed. And it's like, if you're not paying for your content to be viewed, mm-hmm. it's probably not doing that well anymore, which is a bummer. But again, I've kind of just had to be like, I'm really lucky. And our business is really lucky that we, our website is still huge. People, when Instagram became, you know, the way you do things, people, what they did, I think a lot of people 
they forgot about their blogs, right? They forgot about their websites and they forgot about their email list because they're like, oh, but this one thing is, and I get it, like mm-hmm. so easy to put your your all into one thing because it's a lot. There's so many social media platforms out there. There's so many things to do. Like I understand like putting your focus on one thing that you see working at the time is really great, but that's only things come and go. Yeah. So I'm so thankful that we have such a strong website. Our numbers are so good still. Our email list is huge. And the email list alone that you're putting that, you're putting that direct email into people's eyes every single morning. And if it's also getting opened, like that is huge. Yeah. So we have a really, really, uh, we have great numbers there and we have a great website and we have a great email list. So, and I own that. I yeah, own that content. Nobody can, nobody can change it. Nobody can see like, uh, that is mine. I own it. So I mean, the only one that is making that grow or not grow is me. And it's amazing. So we're actually putting a lot more focus onto that and building out the website and continuing to make sure that it is functional for people. It is, you know, there's, there's video content, there's great photography. It's good with SEO and Google yeah. and like also our email list mm-hmm. and making everything that we put on there, just making it so user-friendly. Right. Are you on TikTok? I'm on TikTok. What do you think of TikTok? I hate TikTok. <laughs> Me too. Me too. It seems actually. like all the people who are a little bit older. <laughs> I mean, it is true. It I is, mean, it I'm, is true. I'm going to be 30, but... I, I mean, I'm older than you are. But, know, but, but yeah, it's... But, you know, some people, older but people I, love TikTok. But, I mean, I know people on my no, team that are older than me much, that love TikTok. I know. I'm very much on TikTok and everybody's like, Tegan, why do you hate TikTok? You do just fine on TikTok. I'm like, I just don't get TikTok. Okay? <laughs> like, I just like... And also, why do we have to have all... Now there's this, like, mellow eight, yellow eight, thing that's all the rage what is that wait it's that's not what it is hold on i just let me just it's it's on my phone i have lemonade lemonade there's so is that many, a new it's a new platform new platform oh, wow. there's so many new things that pop up every single day and i'm just like guys we can't can we just please like come on let's just focus on a few things here yeah. like there's two you can't you you do I think that things like TikTok you should be on and and I do think that you have to do your best to be as many different and That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. yeah. As many different places as you can be, but I think owning your content is really key in this day and age because owning your content and owning what you put out there is so important when you have like so many other people that are just way beyond mm-hmm. you controlling who's viewing your content. Like you want to be in control of that. Yeah, true. As a functional medicine doctor, I'm consulting people around the world at the telehealth center all day long. And every single telehealth patient, we weave in mental health care. Because you know a major part of my work and, of course, a lot of the message that we talk about on the podcast is mental health is physical health. So weaving and collaborating, integrating mental health care to every single one of my telehealth patients' support protocol is absolutely imperative. And one tool within the toolbox that we really love at the telehealth center is something called Talkspace. If you think seeing a therapist or psychiatrist would be helpful, but you don't have the time to actually find one and meet with them, or maybe you think you can't afford them, I really would highly advise you to try Talkspace. By doing everything online, Talkspace has made getting the help you want super easy, accessible, and affordable. When you've met your therapy goals or simply want to cancel, Talkspace has a simple cancellation process and will work with you to get a prorated refund for unused time if applicable. 
At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within just 48 hours. As I'm in telehealth for functional medicine, what I love about Talkspace is they are telehealth for mental health care. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made very easy. Talkspace can help with any specific challenges you might be facing. It's the number one online therapy platform with licensed therapists in over 40 specialties. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off your first month of Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash ABW. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash ABW to get $80 off of your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash ABW. What do you think of AI and its its implication potentially in recipe development and content in general? Do you have a th- any thoughts on that? I don't. I don't put a lot of thought into that stuff. Like, I mean, I don't know. No, I really don't. Have Is it true? I've I heard like I've been in the book wellness book space for a long time now and the friends of mine who do like strict cookbooks they tell they told me I don't know if this is true maybe you can clarify this is that th- as far as plagiarism is concerned you really can't copyright trademark a recipe only the name and the picture to you- say that you are the original creator of any recipe I'm sorry and to call people out for copying your recipes is beyond me. It's okay, insane. so this is an issue in the industry. It's Tell me about it. It's a big issue in the industry because people want to call people out for stealing things. And I'm like, dude, first of all, own you don't your, own beef tacos. You don't own beef tacos. <laughs> and also, like, own your own recipe. Like, put, like, there's no recipe that hasn't been created. And if you are creating it, like, know there's something about the way that you created it that makes it yours. Obviously, like, I'm trying to even think to be completely honest. I mean, like lasagna. I didn't invent invent lasagna, but do I have lots of lasagna (laughs) recipes on my website? Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. You know, like, but no, I didn't invent lasagna. But to say that a recipe hasn't been done in the way that you're doing it, it's just there's so many people creating recipes. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's all about you and what you're doing it and to it and the personal touch you're putting on it. Nobody can, like, there's a lot of people that have made those tacos. And you can maybe look at it and say like, and I, people have actually presented me with other people's recipes. Like, Hey, they took this. And I'm like, no, I mean, I would never call somebody out for stealing a recipe because I just, am like, you know what? It's theirs. They put their own spin on it. I wouldn't have made it that way. I would have made it this way. And also it's just like, who cares? Mm -hmm. Like you have to be confident. and, And I'm not a confident person. Look, I'm not a confident person, but like you have to be confident in the content and the work that you do to know that whatever you are putting out, whether someone is, you took it or someone like, I don't even know, like it's yours. You have enough creativity and you're good enough at what you do to make that stand out. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is really what's key with, there's so many content creators right now. There's so many, there's so much. And everybody's like, well, the space is saturated. And I'm like, sure, the space is saturated, but like nobody's you. So what is it mm-hmm. that's making it really special about that what you're creating that is unique to you? And Everybody can go get a beef taco off of foodnetwork.com and be like, this is so much like Tegan's, but it's not Tegan's, right? Did they use Chipotle instead of taco instead of chili powder? No, I used Chipotle. Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, was there a sauce? No, you know, so it's just like little things. I just think it's 
I think it's beyond people who call other people out for taking their recipes. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> I, lo- I love that. I never thought of Have it. Have like- confidence in your own work too. It's like, you're doing it the way that you're doing it and they're not going to do it better than you. Yeah. And if they're trying to do it better than you, people are going to see through it. And yeah. it, it's just, that's the way it goes. Yeah. You're leading with authenticity. I also just am like, I, I, I don't know if you can, I don't give a fuck. Like, I just don't <laughs> care anymore. And I'm like, look, like you guys need to like mind your own, like go work and maybe you'll be where everybody, <laughs> where you want to get to. Like just put in the hours. I'm just, yeah. uh, no, that I, is my East Coast. Girl. Yeah, that, I that love is, that. That is my We've East got Cleveland Coast. coming out, baby. Like literally I am my dad's <laughs> daughter. Like just Work. Well, you're right. The people that are pontificating in social media. And I'm th- going to get shit for all of that. But like, you know, I, yeah, just put in the hours. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Because people that are complaining, it's just, you're right, this like enraged, selective outraged minority that wants to complain about everything. Yeah. You'd be addicted to being offended. And really. also it's like, why are you like complaining? Just my, on my big, keep your head down, work hard, be kind. I love that. That's the truth. And if the world did that, it'd be a better place. Right? (laughs) You mentioned, you know, if you do the books, the community wants the books, you're working on this book, but you're like, it's a lot of work. And what, if you weren't doing the cookbooks, what are other aspects of your career that you're really extra excited about? Like what what do you have coming up in the coming year? Yeah, I'm so excited. I've actually never been more excited. And I've been doing this 11 years now. Like that's a lot. We are finally working on product, which I am just so excited about. When when I say product, that I mean like tabletop. Wow. Uh, I Like I said, I really love to make things look beautiful. And a lot of that for me is finding really unique pieces to put and style food in. And so I'm so excited to be starting to really create that and develop that. And give it's something my community has wanted really since day one. The number one, aside from like recipe questions, the number one question I get is, where did you get that bowl? Where did you get that plate? You know? Uh, what where's that linen from all of the things so i'm really excited to be doing that it won't be launching for a little bit but very very excited to be focusing on product tv is always a conversation for me and like you know i have meetings after this for tv and it's it's a very long conversation and just i won't do it unless it's something that feels really really right but those are something that we're really focusing more on and getting into, Mm -hmm. but also just building out, like I said, our website and what we create every single day and making our content just really awesome. Mm -hmm. And yes, more cookbooks and things like that. But my big focus right now is uh, product development. So the products you're saying like dishes, Mm -hmm. linens, and then I would like to expand into a lot of lifestyle. I, you know, think that there's so much, I'm a lucky that my community seems to want to know everything about me from the clothes that I'm wearing to the beauty products that I'm putting on my face. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I've shared the things that I love, Mm -hmm. you know, and I've shared the podcasts that I love and the, you know, the brands that I love. And so people just want to know everything then. And Mm -hmm. it's nice. So then you can do a little bit more of a lifestyle element, which is very much of an interest to me because food is amazing, but you know, you can't sit there and be, it's, you gotta have other things that interest you as well. So it's nice to be able to have those as, that you can be focusing on too. So, I mean, I I would assume this is going to be probably in Target at some time when these, you're out. I can't say where we're going it's gonna yet. It's going to be in Target, everybody. <laughs> I can't say where we're going yet. 
<laughs> All right. We're not going to say anything about it yet. Maybe it's not Target. Maybe it's something else. Uh, so do you have- Early herb- stages, but it's, okay. it's happening. Guys. All right. Finally. Uh, herbs and spices. Do you have your own blends you sell? I mean, you should. So that's actually something that I'm literally like, it's just, I'm like, you know what? People really approached me about it before. And I've always said no, because like, I don't need to be the, another- chef or whatever that has their pasta sauces and their spice line. And it's like, what is that thing that Emerald does? Like the bam? I'm like, no, that's not me. But you know what? Literally within the last month, I'm like, you know what? I think I do want to create something like that. And I, um, because that's what people love about my recipes is they love the sauces and they love the spice blends. And I'm like, they can create, they, you, you can, you can really have a, a five ingredient recipe then if, if you, you mix ha- them all together. If you have a Cajun seasoning at home, if you yeah. have a good ranch dressing that you love to use at home, if I'm going to do it though, I want to do it in a way that we're not getting the preservatives and we're, it's, which is tricky and you're going to have to pay more money for it, mm-hmm. but you're not getting the preservatives and you're not getting the additives and the, like that. I'm just like, if I can't pronounce it, I'm like, why am I putting that in my, no, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, I think it will be tricky at the same time though, at least too. Cause even with things like spices and stuff like that, they need, I don't know, but like they have to put things in there to preserve it. And I'm just yeah. not about that. Yeah, no, it's possible. We'll talk afterwards too. It'd be good. Oh, cool. <laughs> the, uh, you going back to TV, what? Yeah. I'm sure that's an insane space that I know nothing about. Like what, what are some things that you're pitched and then you're like, eh, it doesn't feel right. And what would feel right? What what does resonate with yeah. you? So TV is a really, really tough topic for everybody right now because it is also transitioning. It's really hard with social media. And you, then you have things like YouTube. And I mean, it's there's so many shifts in the industry that are happening and things like that. So it doesn't matter what space you're in. It's a tricky conversation. Obviously, reality TV hits so much. People love reality TV. And it's like, I always have felt like if you don't have that big drama piece to it, it's like, well, where's the, like, no one's going to care. Like they Mm -hmm. need the drama. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm not someone that brings a lot of drama, Mm -hmm. but for me, I've always really been given the, I have honestly, I've never felt like I've gotten a great like pitch, but you know, I don't want to just stand behind a kitchen counter and cook. I think that's really boring. I know that Ina is amazing and we all love Ina and like to watch her cook and everything, but I'm not in the Hamptons and with Jeffrey <laughs> and like my giant rose gardens of things and stuff like that. So, and she did that. That's been there, been done. I want to do something different. So for me, you know, uh, doing a sh- and I think that I, I haven't landed on it yet, which is why it hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. But I would love to do something different that hasn't been done that incorporates everything that I really love between so that I wanted it to incorporate the style piece of things mm-hmm. and the design elements of things um, and the creativity of how I do all that. And so maybe it's like I've there was, you know, I've always wanted to really like, you know, the home edit. Mm-hmm. They, I think, have such a beautiful model where they, when they did their show for Netflix, I, I don't know if it's, I don't know. Yeah, I know what, what you're talking about. I don't that. know how many seasons were going on. I'm yeah. not, I don't pay attention to TV really. But I think they have a really beautiful model where they go into people's homes and they sit there and they take them and they revamp them fit to that person, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like all encompassing. They're not, they're really making their whole lifestyle better through design and organization. And what I love is like what I've kind of wanted to do in the past is like go into people's home, help them create a kitchen that is really, really like even beautiful and like almost do a redesign of some of their spaces Mm -hmm. and also help them with cooking, the cooking element. Or maybe it's like coming into their home and showing them how to do a dinner party that's really Mm -hmm. easy, effortless, you know, and just kind of it's more of like a lifestyle show than it is 
a full cooking show, but it always incorporates an element of cooking. I love that. You, you have a great instinct. Have you always had that? <laughs> what my dad and my mom say, but they're my dad and my mom. So, you know. <laughs> well, this is your first person that and people have had to tell you that They're biased. <laughs> I get that like I'm an old soul a lot because I, and I do in a way kind of like, I very much feel that way. Um, I've always just been a little bit more mature than like what my age is, I feel like, and sensible, but also, I mean, look, I have my moments big time. My brother's like, she's out of her mind and I am, I'm out of my mind. So, you know. <laughs> I love it. Oh, you, I can tell you have an instinct. As you know, the podcast is called The Art of Being Well. At the end of every episode, we have your art of being well. This is Tegan's art of being well. First question is, I'm curious to know the answer here. Do you have a food that you eat for health reasons, but it tastes disgusting. Like the worst tasting healthy food does half-baked harvest do this. Oh, okay. Well, I think that healthy food tastes good. Like I eat sauerkraut because I think like I started eating it because it's great because it's fermented. And I was like, oh, I, I want to try to eat more, more fermented food and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is really good. Uh, <laughs> so it's nothing that you just ha well, eat for health purposes, well, but you don't like I the just, taste. You guys follow Melissa Wood. Everybody does. Yeah, follow I Melissa. Melissa Wood. Melissa's such a beautiful person and she's a friend and everything. I'm like, like last night she's on her stories, like taking a shot of apple cider vinegar. And I'm like, gross. But I'm like, Melissa, what's it do? <laughs> so now I'm like, oh, I got to go. I got to go to Whole Foods or what is it? Air one out here. Yeah. I got to go. I got to go get some apple cider vinegar and do an apple cider vinegar shot. And which I've actually tried to do because I know apple cider vinegar is good for you. But I'm like, that's disgusting. I, fun fact. Years ago, I was in an Uber from Tucson to Phoenix in the backseat. We were the even worst. with Melissa, with, with Melissa Wood. And we talked so much about health and wellness. She's doing amazing things now. She's incredible. Yeah. I love Melissa. Yeah. She's so nice in person. She's such a good friend. And she's, I think she lives a very, it's, it's much healthier than my lifestyle, I think, but she lives a very uh, good, she's a good motto. Yeah. And she's a good friend with Mona Van, who we both know. They all run in the same circles. Yeah, yes, it's, it's yes. A small Mona's circle here. amazing. Melissa's amazing. So, so these girls are making you eat, drink apple cider vinegar. Well, this just literally happened last night. So we'll see. <laughs> but I was going to be like, okay, well, I'm going to get some apple cider vinegar here at Whole Foods and do a shot. I love it. If you had to eat one food for the rest of your life, regardless of health benefits, what would you eat? Can it be a fruit? Yeah, totally. I love fruit. Okay, so you would pick fruit. Fruit, period. What's your favorite fruit? Love pineapple, all the berries, all the tropical fruits. I love pineapple, mango, love berries, love persimmons, love... I Do you mean, like kiwis? I like kiwis, but they're not my favorite. Okay. And the we, one fruit that I don't really like is papaya. Oh, yeah, I don't love papaya either. I think... Sorry, papaya. But do you eat kiwi with the skin? Oh, yeah. Me too. You got to eat the skin of your apples, guys, the skin of your carrots. Like just, I don't know why you're peeling this stuff. That's where all the fiber is and all the nutrients are. Hey. The sweet potatoes, the white potatoes. People won't do skin. it because I say it. They'll do it because you say it. So say it I again. I also think it's good. And also, who has the time to peel a carrot? <laughs> I'm not going to sit there and peel a carrot. If they learn nothing else, it's who has time to peel a carrot, honestly. Truly. And like, I just think also... Does it make a difference? But no. kiwi, ki you're right. The fiber, but the kiwi, sweet, sour combo with the I can skin. understand why people don't want to eat the They don't skin like the, the fuzziness. Kiwi, Get over but it, But I've never wanted to peel it. So I just like, I'm not going to peel it. <laughs> I don't mess with that. Stuff. Some people dice the kiwis. I don't Have do that either. I just eat it. Have you seen all the little faces they make with the peel? Yes, the, I've seen that. I can't do that, but 
to all the moms out there that do that, go you. What do you take any supplements? And if so, what are two supplements that have been the biggest supporters for you? Yeah, so I'm I keep it pretty simple for sure. I take I'm a big Symbiotica girl. Uh, I do their probiotic. I love Chervine. He's been love, on the pod. I, 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 so I do the B12. Yeah. I do the vitamin D3. Is that thir- vitamin D3? Yeah. And then the omega. And then I do the probiotic. And I'm trying to think. That's like they travel with me. Oh, and I do the magnesium every single morning. And I always bring the vitamin C packets in case I start to feel like an inkling of a cold. But I don't take them every day. I don't okay. know because like I feel like if I don't need it, I don't yeah, know. I like it. You might have a you might <laughs> no, have a take on that. I, no, I think that's but that's, that's really good to all me. I do. So I have I do the I'm big on the magnesium. I think that was a kind of a game changer for me. The B12 too, and then the D3 and the omega. And then I've started taking the probiotic because he offered a probiotic. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I've always I'm not someone that has struggled with digestion and things like that. So I couldn't really tell you if it's like. Made a difference yeah. or not, but, but it's you're taking it. It makes good. It's good quality for Everybody sure. Everybody says I have really great skin and hair. There you go. Hey, we have what's called the gut skin axis, which could be. So hey, <laughs> I also eat an avocado a day. Wow. Do you? How do you eat your avocado? I, I, Straight up. Sea salt avocado is so good. Do you put hot sauce on? Love it. it. Yeah. I mean, I'll flavor whatever's going on. But sometimes, like when I'm traveling, a lot of times I'll go to like you know Whole Foods or whatever, and I'll pick up a ton of berries and I'll pick up avocados just to have them in the fridge. And then I always travel with uh, the Himalayan sea salt, and just because it's my favorite, and I'll just like sprinkle a little if I need like a snack, sprinkle avocado, and I always have bananas. Sprinkle a little salt on the avocado and just dig in. I love that. That's great. I love avocados too. And you eat bananas. What's your favorite? Like I'm very picky about like two yellow spotted bananas. I like the green bananas. Oh, What's I your preference? Green bananas. Why right. do you like the green banana? It's, Aren't the yellow, yellow easier to digest too? I like the resistant starch. If you're asking me from a clinical standpoint, I like the resistant starch standpoint, which is good for your gut microbiome. Is on that the more green, yeah. Interesting. And the sugars are less, they're less ripe. Yeah, because so. I know a lot of people, I don't know how you feel about fruit, but I know a lot of people don't dig the fruit because of the sugars. Oh, no, I'm fine with fruit. Fiber, fiber helps to blunt it. Too much fruit for some people that have glucose issues may be problematic, but no, I think fruit overall is wonderful. I could survive on fruit. I love fruit so much. <laughs> but I also love carrots, oddly, too, if we're talking vegetables and things. Really? Yeah. How do you li- like to eat your carrots? I love them roasted. I- I'll eat them raw, but I love them roasted. Uh, and I think that they're easier for me to digest roasted, too. Mm-hmm. I think they can bother my They bother my mom's stomach completely raw, too. Wow. Yeah. Too much raw. I would say that. With people that have digestive issues, too many raw vegetables specifically can be hard on some people's digestion. Yeah. We focus more soups and stews for those people for yeah, a time. Well, I mean, if you talk to Mona. Oh yeah. Well, I'm girl. Wow. <laughs> so it's intense. Yeah. Mo- Mona's on a journey, but she's yeah. doing well. She's yeah. doing well. So what do you like soups? Do you, I mean, what's I your favorite soup. soup recipe? Love soup. I mean, I grew up on the Panera broccoli cheddar. So if we're going that route, <laughs> Panera's broccoli cheddar is, I think, delicious. I have Panera home. Bread's broccoli cheddar. Have you not had that? No, I don't like Panera bread very much. And I don't like broccoli or I don't like cheddar. I don't like cheese. I don't like cheese very much. Do you? Okay, no. well, I love cheese. 
And, and you can get the bread bowls at Panera Bread. Um, see, that's that's very deep Cleveland right there. Oh Panera. yeah, <laughs> it is Cleveland to a T. Well, no, my brother would say Cleveland is what's the one that he uh, he's like legit the the I call them gyros. I know they're heroes and stuff like oh, that. Oh heroes, and, yeah. Uh, he loves the he loves the Cleveland street scene. Okay. I don't know what you. Yeah, soup. Soups. Soup. Oh, I yeah, I love soup. Besides Panera Bread. I yeah, besides Panera Bread, I love a good vegetable noodle soup. I think is really delicious. I think that, but my favorites are probably like the butter, like in the fall, the butternut squash ones. I mm-hmm. think are so good. I I love a broccoli cheddar anything. I chicken noodle the classics. I'm trying to think if there's one that's like. I do a lot of like Asian soups with ginger and turmeric or uh, things like that. I, I have a really great lentil. It's kind of like a soup curry situation that is that uses a lot of turmeric and uh, I think there's like curry powder in there and cayenne. Anything spicy is so my up my alley. Love it. But yeah. What's your favorite restaurant in the world? And when you go there, what do you order? I haven't been to enough restaurants to answer this question. Truly. I was, that was a thought that I had is like, is because eating he, out not your thing because this is he, what well, you no, do? Well, no, here's the thing. When I was a kid, we didn't eat out a lot because, you know, it's not like we. I grew up with a lot of money or any means and I'm one of eight kids. So, yeah. like, you know, my dad was making dinner at home every single night and our going out was literally like, there's this place called the Russian in Cleveland and what was the other place called? I don't know. We would like go to BW3s and get buffalo wings, you know, like nothing, nothing special. I've been to some really great restaurants in New York that are super delicious that I am so blanking on right now. Uh, Yes, I've been to Carbone and yes, Carbone is delicious. But uh, there's other ones. There's other ones in New York that I'm completely drawing blanks on right now that are very delicious. But I haven't been. I can't say that anything's been just like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God. This You'd prefer amazing. to eat at home and make I your own I love food. to eat at home. Look, I love to eat at home. Yeah. I think that you can create exactly what you want. It's fresh. You know where everything's coming from. It's mm-hmm. all, I'm big on hot. I really like hot food. Mm-hmm. It's hot. Um, you mean the temperature of when the it's- The temperature. Yeah. I'm not a big cold food person. You. Got it. Do you know what Enneagram you are? Like personality? No idea. We have to find this out. Do you, are you, do you, do you like, are you into that? Yeah, I, I know a little bit. I'm How not an expert. How do you do it? it? I'll get, there's an assessment, if, uh, a, a, the official Enneagram Institute assessment. I'll send what it to you. What would you think that I am? I don't, I, as I'm talking to you, I don't, I, I don't know you. I, I, if I hung out with you a few other times, I may be able to tell. I don't know. I, I would maybe say an eight potentially. Which is? Like, uh, like a challenger. H a challenger, right? I think that you have this sort of chutzpah energy that's like, could be that. It's what motivates you. It's not really a personality test, but I, so you had to take the test. I don't want to type you. Okay. I have not (laughs) taken the test. People ask me all the time. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out. What's a book that you've read in the past year? It could be fiction, nonfiction. That's like got you really thinking in a fresh new Guys, way. I don't read books. I listen to podcasts. I'm not going to What's lie. your favorite podcast? I want to do the Robert Green. Is it Robert Green and stuff like that that Lauren and Michael always recommend? I don't know. I, have to, I don't know. They're always recommending these really great books. And I'm like, if I can listen to it on tape, maybe. But like, I am just, I listen to podcasts because like, they don't take up my time. I can do them when I'm chopping vegetables. It's like, I can't do them when I'm working cooking because I have focus. to think. Yeah. But like when I'm doing mindless things, I'm able to listen to podcasts and I am able to retain that information just the way that I learn. I can retain that information mm-hmm. better than reading it. 
And so I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of the Skinny Confidential. I listen to yours and, and the Thank people you. that you have on that you have like th that are interesting to me and stuff like that. So I'm big on yeah, I'm big on and I, and I love a good health and wellness podcast because it's not my space, but I love to learn about mm -hmm. it. And I love to learn about, you know, different foods and things like that. And it's nice because I can take it and take what feels right to me yeah. and leave what doesn't. That's how podcasts should be listened to. Yeah. I Not everything's for everybody. Exactly. And you have to take what is attainable for you and you can fit into your lifestyle and feels right and feels mm -hmm. good. Because it's like you can try something and something doesn't feel good. Well, then you probably shouldn't do it even if it's the healthiest thing to do. Yeah. What other health and wellness podcasts do you like? I mean, I started listening to Melissa's when she has, you know, guests on and stuff like that. I, I actually, I don't have a ton that I would say I'm big on the Skinny Confidential and then like anyone they'll recommend, I try to go listen mm -hmm. to those. I like Ariel Laurie's. Uh, yeah. She's the sweetest. I've been on her, on her podcast. So it's funny. I listen to the ones that I've been on. Yeah. All dear media. I, well, that's like what I know. That's how I started listening to podcasts. Yeah. This isn't a pitch for Dear Media, I swear. <laughs> Dear Media family, hey, I what's up? I just like, I just, <laughs> this is how I, I'm an original of the Skinny Confidential. Yeah. And that's really where I learned. You'd be a great podcaster. Oh, no, I couldn't. You I don't would think be, because you, 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 I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm prophesying over started. your life. Now they're going to be like, now she needs a podcast. And <laughs> Half-Baked Harvest Podcast. Me, I feel it. Been, Dear Media. It's already been presented to oh, me. I'm sure it has. And I'm like, guys, those are so much work. Do you know how much work goes into this? Marshall will make it easy for you. No, but like, come on, <laughs> you have so much research that you have to do. And if you do it right, you're putting a lot of hours into it. Yeah. It, yeah. It takes some time, especially yeah. when you have a day job like we do. Right, so. right. So, yeah. yeah. Tegan, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. Where can people go to learn about all your things? I am so online, guys. If you type in Tegan Gerard, I'll pop up. If you type in, type in Half Baked Harvest, I will pop up. But all of my channels are Half Baked Harvest. And you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on TikTok. Definitely online, halfbakedharvest.com, Pinterest, oh, probably other platforms too. TikTok, she hates it. We hate it. But, but we're I am there. there. It's there. My content <laughs> is there, guys. You can go view it if you like TikTok. You know, I also think too with like social, it's like you like what you like and people yeah. are gonna, you know, you should view your content where you wanna view it and there's an audience for everything. I do think it is a saturated space, but it's like I do it's hard and you gotta work hard, but you can there's room for everybody. That's true. Yeah. Tegan, thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back again next Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.